We are back for another Campus Lounge Coaches Show. My name is Matthew McGreevy, joined alongside the Denver Pioneers head coach David Carl. As always, we were off last weekend in the final bye week of the regular season for the Denver Pioneers and back this weekend and next to wrap up the regular season. It will be a four-game set between the Denver Pioneers and Colorado College Tigers in the battle for the gold pan to close the regular season and the gold pan up for grabs as well. Pioneers 7-12 and 1, fifth in the NCHC, so that is setting the table as to where we are right now, uh, DC. So last weekend off, your last bye week of the regular season. How did you spend it? How do you feel coming into this this final four game stretch? Yeah, we um, the bye week we we gave the guys uh, they had Monday off. We skated Tuesday, Wednesday, took uh, Thursday off, and then skated on Friday and Saturday. Um, Tried to really um, focus in on um, some goal scoring. Um, really, for the most part, we think it's it's been a obviously a, an inconsistent part of our game. Um, you know, when we talk about our margin for error, um, if you can score more goals, uh, it certainly helps uh, erase some things. And so, I think over the uh, over the four practices, each guy. Um, you know, in, in shooting specific drills, shot over 150 to 200 pucks um, with everybody on the ice and then did a lot of skills work in the morning. So um, we just tried to get back the basics of of getting guys comfortable, again, shooting in the scoring area and, and um, one-timing pucks, underhandling pucks. Um, did a, a defensive day as a part of that as well, one of those four practices. And then um, a short week this week with the Thursday game against CC. So get into it right away on Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, just kind of backdated our, uh, or accelerated, I should say, our days one day in advance. And so today's kind of our Thursday practice on Wednesday, and, and then we'll get after it uh, tomorrow night against CC. Yeah, an interesting Thursday-Friday set, the series with CC being restructured a bit. So it'll be a Thursday-Saturday set this week and next, home-and-home home series uh, for both those Games. You're listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with the Denver Pioneers head coach David Carl. And we speak about the the scoring woes a little bit, the struggling to get on the board. And and you look at even some individual players that have struggled this year. And, and thinking just of one example, Bobby Brink scoring his first goal with the Pioneers a couple weeks ago. Of course, he missed quite a few games at the World Junior Championship. But uh, is it is it different with each guy as to why you're not seeing the production? Is it maybe in some cases? Uh, a lack of confidence is it not understanding where where to shoot the puck is it is it different across the board or is there something that you think can be collectively solved here yeah i'm not um you know i, I think for us it's uh when we look at our kind of our stats and and obviously we're not happy with the the results we've had we try and um, dig into how to obviously make those things better we we lead our league in in shots on goal four per game um, we also lead our league and uh, giving up the least amount of shots on goal per game. So we're doing something right. Um, we are a good hockey team, but as I stated, we're, we're struggling to put the puck in the back of the net, and and we're obviously uh, teams are doing a better job against us of that. And so um, I think it's a collective mindset of you know we shared those stats with the team um, on on Tuesday before practice. Many of them didn't know the stats. Um, I think we're pretty surprised by it and you know when you couple with that with the fact that we're last in the league and in face-offs um, we're, we're doing things some things right as a group and um, so it was just 
I think it's a team mentality of, of bearing down on our chances. Um, that's throughout our whole lineup. Um, some guys are going to get more chances than others. And at the end of the day, the, the game is about putting the puck in the back of the net. And I think we're getting to situations to do that. And I think our, our mindset was um, to try and simplify some things this week for them and, and really just up our rep count um, on shooting pucks and, and getting them comfortable with the puck on their stick in the scoring area, maybe uh, in using the bye week as an opportunity to do that. So I don't know if it's individual as much as it is collective and a mindset of, of bearing down and putting a puck through the back of the net. When we look at the collective and we look at, at an example is to talk about putting the puck in the back of the net, the most recent example would be the most recent series that was not last week but the week before, uh, getting swept at North Dakota, a 3-0 loss on the first night, a 5-2 loss on the second night. Um, I know it's been some time, so maybe it's best to look at that uh, that weekend as a whole, as a collective. But but what did you take away from it? Is it something that you thought about quite a bit this week, or was it pretty much see the series as it is, evaluate it, drop it, and move on? Yeah, I mean, every every time you play a game, I think it's an opportunity for us to learn and, and try and um, get better from it. And I just, uh, you know, the first night... Uh, I really liked our emotion in the game. I thought we had opportunities to put the puck in the back of the net or execution, um, you know, whether it was even getting the puck delivered to the net or we got it there and, and Shield made a, a really good save. I just thought our execution um, was poor and, and theirs was better throughout the whole weekend. I mean, you look at the games, they're, they're even in, in puck possession or even in shots, um, but they they executed better than we did. And, um, you know, and I, I look at the first period on Saturday as a bit of a microcosm. I mean, we, we really, we dominated the period. Um, we outshoot them 13 to four. Um, and we do that while taking three penalties, three minor penalties. And we come out of the period uh, 1-1. And you know that they're going to be better as the game uh, goes. They're not going to play like that the whole game. Um, and... They come out and they're they're better in the second, the third than we are. And um, again, we it's it, playing good hockey teams. You don't get um, when you have opportunities to score goals. You got to bear down. And um, I just thought that that was that was a major factor. Has been at different moments throughout the year, but it was certainly a major factor um, this past weekend against North Dakota. So again, it it is what it is. Um, that's why we we decided as a group and as a staff to work on it um, throughout the week to get rep counts up on shooting pucks, releasing pucks, and um, I think it's been good for our guys to kind of go back to the drawing board. I mean, it's not it's a simple game. Um, you try and overcomplicate it. Sometimes coaches can certainly do that, and we felt like a simpler um, approach was was best at, at this moment. Does it keep it lighter almost too when you're working on something like just putting the puck in the back of the net as opposed to to working on maybe more minute details that aren't as exciting to work at in practice? And I ask that because obviously you're at a point in the season right now where where you need the energy and positivity to be at at a high as you come into this final stretch. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody likes working on their shot and scoring goals. And so, um, you know, I think you're you're getting – I don't know. They, yeah, they're motivated to work on it. I think they see the numbers. They see, and and they talk too in in that meeting. And 
um, they recognize, they understand that, that they want to be better in some of these areas. And, um, you know, so yeah, I, I thought their attitude, um, their willingness to work and, and to try and get better through the bye week um, was good. And um, we've had a good week of practice here this week. And um, I know that the guys are, they're excited. It's time of year where you want to be playing games. And um, so it's good. We don't have any bye weeks left. Um, get after it here uh, this weekend and next weekend and, and have, you know, again, four games to start feeling real good about ourselves before we go into playoffs back up in Grand Forks. You're listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with the Denver Pioneers head coach David Carl. Campus Lounge located at 701 South University Boulevard. The Pioneers 7-12-1, fifth in the NCHC with a Thursday-Saturday series against Colorado College. A road game at CC on Thursday, a home game at Denver on Saturday, and then the following week it'll be a home game in Denver on Thursday and a road game on Saturday to close out the regular season. And it is this past week was the last bye week, as you just mentioned, before uh, the the weekend, before regionals that will come after the NCHC frozen face-off. So that's where the Pioneers are right now, looking ahead to a four-game series to close out the regular season. Last weekend at North Dakota, Magnus Krona played both games. Uh, he's 4-10 this season with an 8.97 save percentage at 2.72 goals against average. Compared to his career numbers, he's about a half a goal uh, more allowed per game. Uh, and his save percentage is 9.13 career compared to about 900 this year. So it looks like his game is turning around a little bit. Have you made a decision as to what you want to do with the goaltending throughout the, the remainder of this regular season and going into the postseason? Um, no, not yet. I mean, we're, we'll are we'll play by year um, as we go, and we'll keep those decisions um, internal and our conversations internal. But um, there's no doubt, I think a part of, um, you know, that meeting on, on Tuesday was to share, too, like the law of averages. Like we believe in our group. We believe in our team. Um, we think that the numbers will, will slide in our favor if we work on, again, putting a puck in the back of the net, um, work on our defensive game. Um, there's some t- statistical anomalies that are happening. You mentioned one of them. I think it's it's an abnormal statistical year um, for Magnus right now, and, and I we've seen him getting better in practice, and um, I'd say the same goes with, with our offensive threat. So, um, no, we have not, to answer your question, have not made any decisions, and um, as always with, with kind of stuff like that, we'll choose to keep that um internal but i do uh we believe in both our goaltenders we believe in our team and uh we're excited to get back on the ice here this weekend maybe i'm going to get the same answer here but i'm going to try it any other uh lineup changes that you're you're projecting um of course you're you're limited with the amount of guys that you travel to north dakota so we're carrying 28 guys quite a bit quite quite a bit of guys to pick from um any any plans for lineup changes this weekend uh, no, we'll continue to evaluate here in practice. I mean, I think the one uh, newsworthy thing to note is Brett Stapley had season-ending um, uh, surgery here uh, last week, so he's unavailable for the rest of the year, but the rest of our lineup um, is available to us uh, this weekend and, and obviously throughout the remainder of the season. 
Is is that Brett Stapley being out for the rest of the year? Is there a way that you can still use Brett Stapley? Um, and I obviously you're not going to be able to use him on the ice, but but to have a guy around that that obviously thinks the game at a very high level. How do you how do you take advantage of a bad situation and, and still uh, use him to your advantage? Maybe you can't. I don't know. Is there a way that you can get him involved? Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to um, every day in practice. He he keeps track of goals uh, from the bench, and so um, goals scored, and then and then who the goals going on on the goaltender, and so um, you know he keeps track of that. It kind of keeps him involved with the guys because you know they're they score, they're they're kind of looking at him, pointing at him, making sure they got the uh, the goal down, and they have a little bit of fun with it. So. Uh, that's one way that that we've uh, tried to keep him involved, and he's you know he's he's got his job to do and make sure that he's getting back um, to a hundred percent as soon as he can. So, um, you know, trying to do little things here and there, and then you know he, talking to him, talking to the guys, important that they're around him, um, you know, supporting him, and um, he's obviously at all our games and and in the space and around the players. So I think he's involved to a good level. Brett Stapley, the statistician, is what it might uh, might be turning into yes. here as we listen to the, the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. And as we continue, we will preview the upcoming Gold Pan Series. It'll be a four-game series in the regular season. To close out the regular season, we will preview the Denver-Colorado College matchup. And we'll also look a bit into the NCAA tournament field and how that's going to be decided as that came out this week. And also, pioneers in the pros, who's performing well in the NHL. That's all ahead. You're listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show on ESPN Denver 1600. Let me tell you a thing or two about the people who don't compromise. They love Pepsi Zero Sugar. Why? Because it's got all the flavor and zero the sugar. How's that for not compromising? They're the sort of person that likes surf with their turf. And the drink with their feast? Yeah, they have a Pepsi Zero Sugar. The person who doesn't compromise loves a good golden doodle. All the golden retriever goodness with just a hint of doodle. And when they're bringing said golden doodle for a walk, they bring a Pepsi Zero Sugar. Zero sugar, done right. That's what I like. DU Hockey fans, stop by Campus Lounge, legendary DU Hockey Bar and home of the David Carl Coaches Show. Take advantage of daily food and drink specials along with 12 TVs, a large outdoor seating area, and a great selection of food and drinks. Located just north of campus on University Boulevard, Campus Lounge is an official watch party location for your pioneers and has got you covered for all DU athletics. Be sure to follow us on social media and go Pios. Let's just try not to embarrass ourselves and everything will be fine. Is that a Pepsi Wild Cherry? Oh, no. <laughs> Too late. You know something, Steve? Flavor Mania is about to run wild. No, not Flavor Mania. <laughs> Pepsi Wild Cherry is about to drop a flavor suplex right into your pie hole. Not the pie it's going to hit your taste buds with a top rope elbow of flavor. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be refreshing. It's going to. Does this always have to happen when you drink Pepsi Wild Cherry? You better believe it, brother. Pepsi Wild Cherry, now available in zero sugar. That's what I like. We're back for the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. My name is Matthew McGreevy. I'm joined alongside the Denver Pioneer head coach, David Carl. Campus Lounge located at 701 South University Boulevard. The Pioneers 712 and 1. 
fifth in the NCHC, looking ahead to four games left in the regular season, a Thursday-Saturday series against Colorado College this week and next, and there will finally be fans in Magnus Arena as well, expecting between 300 and 350 fans divided between donors and those on the player pass list. Of course, the numbers adding up pretty quickly, but the the Pioneers are going to have fans in Magnus Arena for the first time. DC, I, I know we've talked about this at every different mile marker this season, and and surely to play not in front of fans for a long time uh, makes you accustomed to it. But is it does it feel like even just being in the Ritchie Center, being around the athletic department where all the sports are going, fans are kind of starting coming to come back. Um, do you, do you feel a little increased level of normalcy here as the weeks go on? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice to have some people in the building. Um, I'm not sure we're obviously we're not anywhere close to normalcy um, at this juncture with with people in the building, but. Um, you know, it is nice. It's a step in the right direction. I know a lot goes into it um, from our ticketing to our administration, um, you know, working with the health and county or the uh, the health department with the county. Um, I think it's important to, to note those efforts, um, not only in our department here, but from the university side uh, and across campus. I think we've done an excellent job of keeping in touch and communicating with the with the health department here in the city and county of Denver and I think it's allowed us the opportunity um, to keep going um, because of different variances when when COVID does arise it's allowed us to continue to get on the ice with a select group of people or not shut teams down completely and I I do think that um, you know having people in the building is another step in the right direction and kind of a um, I don't know and a, a positive development in the uh, in the relationship between you know the campus and and the city and, and county uh, of Denver to allow us to do this. So I know the guys are excited to uh, to have their their families uh, be able to come in and watch some live hockey. Um, we're certainly excited for um, a select uh, number of donors to be able to come in and play in front of them. Um, you know, so it's it's been a long time coming. We haven't played in front of anybody in our building for almost over a year now so it'll be good even if it is 300 350 it'll be good to play in front of some people for sure to that end maybe i'm driving at something that doesn't exist but this year there's probably more similarities between the way the hockey schedule is set up and the way that other sports at this school schedules are set up because hockey's used to playing a two-game set against the same opponent and now the summit league has transitioned to that format for a lot of their sports just in the name of of travel and making things easier Obviously, this team started the season with 10 games in the NCHC pod, which is likely going to look similar to the postseason formats for a few of these teams, uh, a few of these pioneer teams when the seasons go that way. Uh, has there been have there been a lot of coaches reaching out to you to, to ask kind of how to navigate certain situations, considering you were, I guess I'll call it the pioneer of the pioneers, or at least hockey was uh, being the first sport into this? Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit here and there, um, people have asked, you know, about, you know, um, turnaround times, video teaching, um, stuff like that. I think in our department, we have a real good, uh, relationship and communication lines amongst, um, all of our coaches. And I think that's one of the unique things here is everybody, um, pushes one another to be better. I think it's a it's a little bit different, obviously the COVID world, because you're you're not able to pop into people's offices or or 
things of that nature like you normally could or go for lunch or go for dinner um, and such. But yeah, I mean, communicating via email, text, phone calls. Um, I think it's a really tight knit uh, department. We're all obviously playing at the same time, which is really unique as well. And, you know, you just see how busy um, the Ritchie Center is, Magnus Arena, Hamilton Gymnasium, um, the, the soccer fields and obviously Barton Lacrosse. Um, it seems like some weekends there's eight to ten events going on, and um, I just think it's it's pretty incredible feat uh, for our department, everybody here to to put all that on from um, obviously your staff, but marketing, um, changeover crews, uh, the whole nine yards uh, is it's it's really impressive. So uh, I think we all lean on each other for support here. We always have, we always will, and um, you know the the item you bring up about playing back to back or the same opponent, I think is just another example of that where, where everyone's kind of leaning on each other for support and different resources and nuggets of information. One of the interesting things that I've noticed out of all this is odd. It's actually the the difference of, of what you think would exist if you have all 17 sports going at the same time. But it seems like there are days where you're here and you don't run into that many people because everyone's inside their own their own sport bubble. So the crossover in and you'd imagine 17 sports going on, it must just be a hodgepodge of of people in the same area. But actually, everyone's so into their own into their own work and so fer- focused and so much going on that that you kind of run your same routes that way. But the Pioneers getting set for a, a four game series against Colorado College. Um, I, I guess we'll we'll save that for the end because there was there was bigger news earlier. Earlier this week, we've been wondering what's going to happen with the NCAA tournament and how the 16-team field will get decided. Well, that became clear. The committee coming out and saying exactly how they're going to pick teams for the NCAA tournament. There will be six automatic bids from each conference. And then on top of that, they're going to pool characteristics from what comprised the pairwise algorithm that has decided the field for the last 20 years. They're going to look at quality of wins, strength of schedule, uh, your, your home games versus your road games, your overtime versus regulation wins. And then it will come down to a little bit of the eye test as well with the committee able to reach out to the regional advisory committee made up of of coaches, I believe, in the in the area um, to to help decide who deserves to be in the NCAA tournament. So now that it's out there, um, where do you feel about where this team is? Um, do you do you start projecting where you uh, what you need to do to, to be in that field? I guess what do you what do you think of it overall? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a challenging year to try and pick the national field. Um, obviously, given all the circumstances, the lack of non-conference, where uh, hockey is very much, uh, as most sports, a little bit uh, routine-based and uh, can get set in their ways. So we're so used to having the pairwise uh, rankings, which kind of evaluates everyone in a mathematical sense. And that's what they've used to pick the national tournament, like you said, the last 20-plus uh, years or so. And, you know, without the non-conference, it's really hard to evaluate teams um, cross-conference, east to west, north to south. Uh, It's really a challenge to do that. And so um, I don't envy them. The committee has a a really tough task in front of them um, to be able to pick this field. And I'm sure uh, it won't be without controversy uh, because there isn't. The, uh, the mathematical backup to decision making. There's there's a more of a human element involved in it this year and there has to be, so there's no way to avoid that. Um, 
as it as it pertains to us i mean um in my opinion we're we're really um in a position where we're focused on this weekend against cc um we're continuously trying to get better um you know week in and week out to give ourselves an opportunity um to play well in the nchc tournament and and earn our way in and for what it's worth, Denver with the ninth strongest schedule, uh, according to the, the Cratch rankings on College Hockey News. So that will be one of the factors that the committee will use, pulling that factor from the, the pairwise rankings uh, to decide the NCAA tournament field. One other thing I wanted to touch on before we get to this weekend, the Gold Pan Series returning for a four-game set is some pioneers in the pros right now, 11 guys, 11 alumni in the NHL, five alumni in the AHL, some of them just getting going as Emilio Peterson, for example, was slow out of the gates with the Stockton Heat as they were trying to figure out where they were going to play. And I believe that team is not even playing in California. They're, They're playing closer to their affiliate in Calgary. But even so, Ian Mitchell picks up his first NHL goal. When we spoke before the NHL season, you had mentioned Troy Terry as someone that you had your eye on. He has four points through 17 games this season. Uh, I don't know if you've been able to watch much NHL, have you? Uh, yeah, here and there. I mean, not as much as once we get going, it, it does make it a little bit challenging. But um, yeah, yeah, we we do watch NHL games. We download them. We use them for teaching purposes. Um, and and oftentimes there we try and get games where there there is an alumni involved. So uh, been able to watch from afar. Um, you know, for all these guys, and obviously uh, excited for all of them that they're that they're playing and playing well. And um, yeah, I think a recent ad is uh, Tara Cammon just got called up um, to Vegas's American League team uh, there in Henderson and uh, really excited uh, for him and the opportunity that he's going to get um, with Vegas's team there in Henderson. Paul Stasny, I wanted to ask you about because he's nine points in 18 games and he actually has more points than any uh, other pioneer in the NHL right now. I should shout out uh, Trevor Moore is only two points behind that pace right now. But uh, Paul Stasny is is the veteran of the group and somebody that I would imagine you've had most interaction with than anyone else. Are you surprised that he's able to continue to do what, what he's doing? No, I don't think so. I mean, he's he's getting. Um, I think he's real comfortable in Winnipeg's lineup, and uh, obviously played there before. Knew some of the players in in that off season trade from Vegas, and um, you know, Paul's just. I think you use him because he's a consummate. We use the word pro because of how he uh, approaches his day to day, how he approaches his game. Um, he's just he's he's an impressive impressive guy and and you don't play as long as he has without really having good details and taking care of your body and and investing into your craft with your time effort and energy and so um it's great to see paul still doing it um i don't think anyone here's surprised um from the people that work with him here and um you know he's just he's a real dedicated man to his game and um you're obviously seeing him be able to continue to to be an impact player in the nhl as we look ahead to this weekend for the Pioneers, they will play a two-game series, a Thursday-Saturday set against Colorado College, Thursday on the road at CC at 7.07, Saturday at home against CC at 7.07. Denver leading the all-time Gold Pan Series 14-13. to uh, The Pioneers and Tigers split their series earlier this year back in January. 4-3 loss for Denver the first night, 6-1 win the second night. 
Uh, Colorado College 4-14-2 this season. They've lost 10 of their last 11, but they have played ranked teams in their last 12 games. So when you look at this weekend, what will be the keys to get it done? Yeah, I think um, it's playing to our identity, trying, you know, playing fast, um, the things we worked on, getting pucks inside the dots, um, bearing down on our chances in and around the net front on the big ice angling is always important. Um, and this time of year, at the end of the day, special teams are a really big factor. So um, playing well on our penalty kill and, and executing on our power play, um, you know, going one for two, you know, two for four um, on the power play and, and shutting a team out, going 0 for three on the PK, a lot of times can be a difference um, in a game as we get closer and closer to playoff hockey. Special teams uh, become ever more important. So that's a point of emphasis for us this week as well. Looking forward to it. Thanks as always for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Well, this has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with the Denver Pioneers head coach, David Carl. The Denver Pioneers back in action this week, Thursday, February 25th, against Colorado College at CC. That game will be on 104.3 The Fan. And Saturday, February 27th, again, that game at 7.07 on 104.3 The Fan. And that will be at Magnus Arena. We thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll talk to you next time.